Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. The national sales event is on at your Toyota dealer, making now the perfect time to get a great deal on a dependable new car. Like a legendary Camry, built for performance and available with all-wheel drive, you can count on your new Camry to get anywhere you need to go. And with available features like heated seats and a multimedia touchscreen, you can stay connected in comfort and style. Or check out an affordable and reliable Corolla with a trim for every lifestyle. From the hip and agile sedan to the sporty hatchback, there's a dependable Corolla built just for you. Plus, both Camrys and Corollas are available in hybrid models. So no matter your style, you can drive efficiently and affordably. And right now, your local Toyota dealer has more vehicles in stock and is making delivery on new vehicles almost every day. So visit your local Toyota dealer. And check out amazing national sales event deals on Camrys, Corollas, and more when you visit buyatoyota.com. Offers end April 1st. Toyota, let's go places. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to another edition of the Rise Together podcast. My name is Dave. I am looking directly into the eye, well, through a screen, of one of my favorite human beings. Uh, Heidi Powell is here. Heidi Lynn, nice to see you. Hi. As a part of the journey of 2022, there has been uh, so much that I did not expect to learn in uh, this journey of slowing down, stepping back, prioritizing myself and the, the work that was necessary for me to continue taking steps toward becoming a more whole human being. Uh, but one of the things that came up that I think is interesting for this audience is that sometimes you have to, in the pursuit of doing what is best for you, take a step into that, even though you know or don't know that it is going to be inconvenient or potentially hurt the people that you love the most in deciding to do it. And the decision back at the beginning of the year to go into treatment, to do so just as we were about to launch the next of our fitness challenges, the decision to do it, even though uh, it was going to put a whole host of work on you and inconvenience you. I mean, certainly it inconvenienced every single person that I care most about in my life. Uh, it's still a thing that I would do over again, that I am so grateful for having made the choice to do. But I don't know that you ever really get to hear the other side of the person who has been inconvenienced or who has potentially been hurt by that choice, even if it ended up being the right one. And so I, uh, I think this is a good idea. This may be a terrible idea because I don't know what you're going to say, uh, but I am interested to like open up this space for a conversation to understand a little bit of how the sequence of events also was felt by you, who, by the way, was just like the most supportive person, and I mean the most supportive person in the decision to work on myself and take time away and everything else, but also ultimately had to carry a whole host of responsibilities for this thing that uh, I love. I mean, I love what uh, exists inside this community and I love these challenges uh, and I hate, and I mean hate, disappointing people, certainly people that I care for. Um, and I did 
both in, uh, in kind of stepping away. And so we start, uh, we tee it up right there. What would the world look like if we all pushed ourselves to have candid conversations with people who didn't look like us, think like us, or live like us? I'm Dave Hollis, and I'm on a mission to learn more about this world by meeting more of the people who live here. You may not always agree with everything you hear, but I guarantee you'll come away more informed on topics you might never have thought to seek out before. This isn't just a podcast, it's a community. And when we raise each other up, we all rise together. Heidi, how do we even like, how do we even like dive into this? Because I mean, obviously so many things have happened and I think on the other side of it, we have such, such appreciation for the, like all of the good that ended up coming out of all of the hard, but it wasn't uh, an acute appreciation for the good every single day during the journey. Yeah, I actually think the idea to have this podcast or discussion was just to have people, like you said, who might be in similar situations understand um, both sides of it because it it is it it was super interesting for me. And just to clarify, you actually, the decision was made after the challenge started, right? So um, we had committed to something, which took a lot of effort on both of our parts. And, but, but even after, before it started, we, we could kind of feel it was going that way. And I was, like you said, I was super supportive and actually encouraging of a decision. And I think, I, I mean, m- most people in my situation, when they have a loved one who might need help with something, it's their dream to have the loved one be like, yeah, sure, I'll do it, right? I th- so I, th- I knew right away how lucky I was to have you be so on board and so in to improve yourself because, you know, the pain of remaining the same exceeded the pain of any change. And we know that like yeah. true change cannot happen in any way in life if your pain of remaining the same does not exceed the perceived pain of change. And for you, living as you were and seeing things crumble like one at a time was painful for you. And I felt your pain, meaning like I didn't, I'm not saying I felt pain. I did, but I felt your pain and I wanted you to be happy and feel good in a way that like, I wanted you to love yourself the way that I loved you. I wanted you to see yourself the way that I saw you. And so it was a very easy, like, yeah, do it. I don't even care. But when you say, yeah, do it. I don't even care what it is going to, you know, how hard it's going to be. You don't know in that moment. I'm so glad I didn't know how hard or how heavy it was going to be. Because I think had I known the pain of that change, it would have been like, wait, 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 hold on. Is the pain of remaining the same? Like, is this more comfortable right now? Um, And I, I mean, obviously I wouldn't have, I would have for sure encouraged no matter what, but we were on the eve of a challenge that we had grown, right? So it had grown in size with people. Um, It had grown in magnitude of like how it had helped people, like the excitement surrounding it. It had grown in that it created the demand for an event, which I'd never done before. And you and I were going to do that event together. Like we grew this community. They came not to me. They came to us, Dave. They came to you and they came to me for very different things. Like, and, and it was the most, is, is the most beautiful community. And 
because the first was so great, like, and I was flying high and so proud of what we had created, so proud of what I had done. Like I've never done anything on my own. And yes, yes, the community was us, but there were elements of, cause I am a trainer. I am a, like all of the things I did created nutrition education. I created without a counterpart, without a trainer counterpart. So I was, again, w- and when I'm excited, I go big. <laughs> you know, yeah. that it's like, of course. I, so challenge two, I dove all the way in, not no, like committed to things that I didn't know the heaviness of at the time. And what, what's so cool is that we are now on the eve. We are days out from our third challenge. Starts May 9th. We've actually been inside a pre-week, which is so exciting. But this third challenge is its best version of a challenge. And I hate to even call it a challenge because it's not. It is a lifestyle. It's a community. It's a way of being. It is a thing that when you get a taste of it, you are never going to not want to be a part of it. And this third round right? Because we've kept going even in the face of hard. Um, and, and actually I, I believe it's become what it is because of the heart, but it will inevitably be the absolute greatest challenge because of the pain and because of the circumstances, because Dave, you chose to take care of yourself, right? Which is, a, it's, a, it's a courageous thing. It was the hardest choice you could make and the best and most courageous to know that people inside of the challenge, people in your life like me, were going to feel upset. We're going to feel pain because you chose to take care of yourself, but it didn't matter, right? It really did not matter. The fact that you chose to do it allowed you to become this best version of yourself and allowed me to continue creating what I know I was meant to create for the world and is allowing this challenge or this community or this way of life to be what it is today. And I, it's a thing that I'm so, so proud of. I mean, I feel like everybody listening needs to be inside of this because it's so much fun. Challenge starts May 9th. So it's Monday. Um, it's at HeidiPowell.net forward slash get fit. I think everybody needs to join. I think we all need to party. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, no, you committed to them believing, as was my belief when they were being created, that I would also be playing the role that I had played, not as an expert in fitness, but as a partner who is supportive and as someone who was regularly, you know, in the community and for the community and making them laugh and also showing them what a new person inside of fitness or a new person learning nutrition or a new person, like you're the expert and you do your expert things so well. But I think part of what worked so great in us doing it together was I was able to be something of a, hey guys, I'm a little bit more like you, a student of this teacher and let's have some fun. And now I'm stepping away. Well, and, and, and I was very confident in my ability to provide the expertise. Very. Because again, it's a thing I've done for many years. I've seen, I did it on national TV, all of the things. But the tagline of the community, remember, became, um, we come for Heidi's workouts, we stay for Dave's lives. And I loved it. <laughs> and so then <laughs> when, you know, at first when you had checked into treatment, there was a point where you had tried for a couple of reasons. Number one, to help offset my load. And number two, community was everything to you. This community was everything to you. And, you know, the outside world maybe never gave you a chance to see you for, see you for who you are, like I do. 
And this community actually did. And they'd been through a lot of your hard times in the last one. And they've been, and so you, you know, to be, have a place where you were loved and accepted, the idea, I remember you saying the idea of you not being able to participate was earth shattering in a way. Oh, so heavy for me. So hard because it was to, to your point the, in, in a world where it felt like I had to perpetually wear a mask of some kind in, you know, everything's great or spinning, whatever was actually happening in my life that I wasn't necessarily as proud of into something that felt more palatable for the masses. This community was the single place where I could walk in and just be me, whether it was me crying <laughs> about something that I was processing in life or me being silly and funny and goofy and whatever. But like the idea that I'd have to step away was really hard. And I had to step away from that too. And yes, and I remember the day. I remember where I was with the conversation where we had about stepping away. And it was, I knew how hard it was going to be for me because I had so many feelings of self-doubt and fear and insecurity because I've never in my life carried anything on my own. And I doubted my ability to. I, uh, I mean, you know, I was married to Chris who I was raised up under him in fitness, right? And so to be in a place where even though I was the fitness and the nutrition person, like the thought of delivering it without a funny counterpart was really terrible and an encouraging and a loving counterpart was super scary. And my load went from, and granted you and I were dealing with personal issues between the two of us and mending things because it just comes with it. I'm not, but I never wanted to carry that ever into the community. I didn't. Yep. And I think we processed them really well, but I, I did as a person and, and you knew this, I, I, because I've been such a people pleaser for most of my life, I never liked to let people know when I was upset or angry. And I remember feeling anger. Like yeah. as I got into it, I and I saw the load I was carrying and the number of lives I was doing a week. You know, it was like I was carrying the lives in the community. I was creating nutrition education curriculum. I was delivering it for two and a half hours. I was then creating, you know, VIP curriculum and, and real, not we, I, you know me, I don't wing anything. I create, I want to make sure I was then delivering VIP curriculum. I, it was just thing. I, I was, I became the mastermind. You at one point no longer were in any of the day to day. And simultaneously, I was learning what it felt like to carry and create an event. And I am yeah. such a perfectionist that like, and I did it alone, right? I know, I think a lot of people because of your history assumed that you helped with the event. It, it was 100% me and the team while you were away. And, and it was probably best that way because nothing was repetitive of anything. <laughs> you know, it was, it was yeah. mine, but, but it was heavy. And I had some conversations with you that I, probably could have worded a little bit nicer, you know, but I like, I remember I was really frustrated. And I remember in those moments of frustration, uh, we tend to blame other people, right. For where we're at. But the reality is I create my own circumstances, right. I created the circumstances that landed me carrying a load. We all do, but, and I, so I need to take responsibility, but it was really hard and I wouldn't have changed. I even had said, I wouldn't change you being in treatment because I want you to be your best you because it would not have ended well otherwise. Yeah. But also this is freaking hard. And I didn't say the word freaking. There were a lot of F-bombs and a lot of feeling and crying and breaking down and like actually feeling, I think I had even told you, like, I'm not a victim. I've never been a victim. And I remember being like, I feel like I'm, 
I'm the one that everyone should feel like I, I, I was playing the victim card, which I needed to pull myself out of. And it was, but what was happening? And I didn't notice it at the time. Like I remember wanting to quit everything many times and just feeling like I was, I couldn't stay afloat with my kids and I couldn't be. And this is when you and I decided, I, I mean, to kind of go individual journeys. Cause I said, I can't carry the load of being a, in a relationship and carry the load of what I'm carrying over here and carry the load of being a mom because I'm not carrying the load right now of loving myself. And so yeah. this is where you and I decided to go on a self-exploration journey to love ourselves and, and, and really to have a better relationship with who we are. What's interesting is I remember, because obviously I also remember how hard it felt for me to have, to, to know that I had provoked something that was unpleasant in any way. Certainly, uh, like the, like the anger felt justified and also like being in treatment as a recipient of it was the best possible place for it to be delivered because, you know, like, uh, like it's a really, it's a, it's a crazy thing because our kind of ahas in the need for individual journeys happened in real time on both sides in a way that didn't make it feel like, oh no, you're leaving. Oh no, you're leaving. It was, hey, I'm also inside of this journey in treatment, realizing how much trying to stay one foot in the community or one foot in outside world or one foot in this relationship is probably in some ways compromising my ability to get as much out of what I am doing in this. And there is something, I mean, like, God, I've talked about being codependent so much. Like there was something really profoundly beautiful in having to, or getting the opportunity to process the frustration of someone for whom I care so much about and being okay with that frustration existing or not trying necessarily to like bend or morph into something that would in some ways deny part of what was necessary in my own journey, even though it was painful for you. Uh, I mean, shoot, it's still a thing I got to work on all the time, every day. And yet so much of like the evidence that could exist in being okay with me being on an individual journey is part of what I think affords a more whole version of me now, being able to engage in more productive and healthy conversations with you, especially when we disagree, especially when, you know, there's something that could be tension-ish in between the two of us. And that was born as a gift during an insanely hard season where I hated the fact that you were upset, but had to become okay with it and was the blessed recipient of so much support in therapy and group therapy to help process some of what it felt like to let you down, to feel the way that it felt to know, gosh, I hate the fact that she's having to carry this outside of, you know, out there by herself without me to be able to help in the way that I thought I would be able to. We both were repeating patterns, right? From past relationships. And I tend, I had a dad who went to treatment. I have, I have a lot of family who went to treatment. I had, you know, relationships that I, I was usually the fixer, the one, um, that when something like this would happen, I would run in and try and save. And it was super uncomfortable for me to say, and not that you didn't, you didn't ask. Right. And usually the people that I'm fixing don't ask. It's a insecurity in me trying to, it's code, my codependent saying, I'll save you. I'll save you. But it was super 
uncomfortable for me to say, I need to save myself. And I remember having conversations with you is I, I need to save myself before I can save anybody. And again, you didn't ask, it wasn't that, but I also, and I knew quote unquote me breaking, well, I guess saving myself, which I, and break that me breaking that pattern would actually result in the insanity loop not continuing. And same with you. Yeah. Like you had the opportunity and you had some of the same patterns showing up and you, because of the support and because of where you were, you know, um, you were able to break some of the insanity loop, which has helped us both create better relationships with ourselves. And also, I, had I not, and had you not, had that not all happened and had I not been put in a position that was like sink or swim, I don't think I ever would have believed in myself enough to try to grow in the ways that I've grown over the past handful of months. Truly, yeah. I have, I've put myself in situations, whether I found myself in situations or I put myself in situations that were so scary, uncomfortable, that had me crying and feeling more emotion than I ever felt comfortable feeling before because I was never a crier, but have resulted in me realizing all I need is me, right? And yep. if I, all I need is me, then I can want you or I can want this and I can be blessed by this and ha everything else is icing on the cake, but me not needing, like feeling like I need somebody else to complete who I am is the freest love, right? Like it, it allow if I can love myself freely and you can love who you are freely and we can let our relationship be whatever it is like that, that there's been so much peace and freedom inside of that and freedom to create and support each other that has not no resemblance of what it might've been like before, right? Yeah. Where we've kind of felt like we needed each other to create. No, we both have the power to create individually now and support the other in a way that only amplifies. Yeah. Well, number one, uh, I'm going to acknowledge in every part of my life, I am still very much a work in progress in this. Like the, there, there are still patterns that I see present themselves in codependence and in like wanting to, as a people pleaser, please, uh, in a way that might deny part of myself. But I now, because I think that some of the stuff that came out of treatment, but certainly some of the exercise of even us in this last window, I have a self-awareness to when it starts to show up that hopefully helps shut it down. Um, but also I think that there was such a fundamental shift for me in kind of just this, like the notion of acceptance and not trying to force a thing in this relationship. And frankly, like in many parts of life because of a lot of the good that was presenting itself in things not working out the way that I would have liked. I mean, I love, I love the work that we were doing and I love that community and the idea that I might be kept from it or even like more, I was now watching on the outside a thing that was even going beyond what it had been previously and was mourning a little bit the fact that I wouldn't necessarily be afforded access because of my needing to keep myself away from being as engaged or involved so I could work on myself. Uh, but being okay with, well, 
this is the path to healing. This is the path to loving myself. This is the path to understanding myself. This is the path to confronting the things I don't want to necessarily confront. And if the outcome ends up being that I am a more whole, more in love with me, more um, confident and comfortable in my skin person, and it just means that you don't end up being a fit for that, it's a better outcome than denying part of myself or following some of those codependent patterns. And in that denying pieces of me, not loving like all of myself because of what feels like a requirement to be okay in the relationship. And when, as soon as I was like at a place where I could let go, yeah, there's days where I feel tempted to try and put my thumb on the scale, but all of the pressure of like, how do I make this work gave way to, it will only actually work and work in the way that allows you to feel peace and happiness and contentment with yourself if you stay true to yourself and fight to always come back to that place, irrespective of the outcome. Yeah. Yeah. No, I hear what you're saying. And I think what you're saying is, <clears throat> and, and I agree with it, but oftentimes we all tend to bend and become who we think another person wants us to be. When the reality is if they don't love you for all of who you are or all and all that you are not, it is not a thing worth forcing. Is that what we're saying? Absolutely. Yeah. 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 And, and yep. And, and it is, it's scary. I think because the idea of being alone is a super scary thing for a lot of people. Right. And it's always been the scariest thing for me until these past five months, right? And it's not that I, it, there, there is peace in alone and alone, you were alone for eight weeks when you were away, right? And when you are alone and you get to be with your thoughts, it's, you and I were talking about it right before this podcast. Um, we were talking about something totally different, but the reality is we think the answers are in other people. Like we're searching for answers. We're searching for guidance. I just want to learn from this person. I just want to, and I had said to you, I said, what's interesting is the answers we're looking for are actually inside of us, right? They are. Like if yeah. we can go internal more, sometimes stop searching, search less outside and search more inside and come to terms and peace with what's going on in our head and our heart, right? But that alone is so scary if you've never been, you know? And you and I yeah. have both been relationship after relationship bending to who we thought the other people want, you know? And, and I'm not giving any one specific example, but there's many for me, always bending to what I thought they needed me to be or wanted me to be so that I would be enough, right? When I was never yeah. that, I was never enough for me in that way. Never. Yeah. By the way, though, like part of space from social media is a reflection of trying to unlearn a super unhealthy thing that exists in my past, which is when they clap, I feel good about me. When they boo, I feel bad about me. I want to feel good about me for staying true to me, irrespective of what anybody might ever have to say about me or think about me. As long as I can feel good about having lived up to what I have set as expectations or into values or whatever it might be, that's fantastic. And also, you know, one of the stranger things that came out of the decision to jump into treatment and the realization, the awakening to how important it is for individual journey, as much as I think our individual journeys toward wholeness have now brought us closer together, there's also, I think, um, it's easier for us, I think, to argue for still needing time 
away from each other or individual time so that we don't run back into, oh my goodness, you know, like I can't be all of me if I'm not always with you. doesn't mean I don't want to spend time with you. I love spending time with you. And I'm also going to fight for time with me in the same way that I believe you spend, you know, love spending time with me, but also are always going to fight for and need your own individual time too. Yeah, I will never, ever, ever prioritize a relationship with somebody else over my relationship with myself again. Here we go. And Let's go. You, you know this. I've I've had plenty of conversations about this. It's if if I'm whole with who I am, and I'm going to struggle. Right, right now I'm in a really good place, but I'm going to struggle because I'm human. I don't have it figured out. It's only a matter of time before something happens and pulls me off track. Right, and then I got to start all over. Right, I have to figure out all and re- repair my relationship with myself. But if I have my relationship with myself, it it allows me in a way. I don't want to say unaffected because that makes it sound robotic, but less affected, right? Like I can't control, I don't know what you or any other human that I'm going to have a relationship with is going to choose. Not only choose, I don't know what God's going to choose, whether he takes them away one day or doesn't. And if I am ever so dependent on another human to find my value or my worth, and that dependency is a thing that can be literally taken from me at any time, whether it's by choice of them or by choice of God, right? And I haven't created or worked on my relationship with myself. That's a miserable existence. But if I can be whole and complete always and forever, if I can work on that person, if everybody listening can work on that first, what's so cool is that any and all interaction with you I mean, we have our things, right? But the reality, like, it's so much more beautiful. It truly becomes icing on the cake to have interaction with you or somebody else, especially when they are, they're working on themselves, right? Yeah. And I had said to you months ago, like, I, I want to want a man, not need a man. And I, need, I want a man that who wants me does not need me, right? And in that space, feeling it and getting tastes of it, is it's a thing I'm not interested in anything else besides yeah. that. Right. Um, yeah. What, what's crazy about all of it, just to bring it full circle as we close is I certainly would never have had any appetite to, uh, in choosing to do something that I needed to do for myself, have it inconvenience you or have it be something that would produce anger and, I got to witness as much as there certainly were rocky moments that I, gosh, did not enjoy you stepping even more fully into who you are and uh, recognizing how much you can do on your own outside of, you know, being in a partnership or, you know, working with anyone. And as much as the event, which was just an extraordinary thing to witness you getting a taste of how much more you have a capacity for. Um, In some ways, it was a byproduct of this, and it was beautiful. I also, you know, in a world where I, man, wouldn't change a stinking thing about when we met and how quickly we fell into a relationship and love, um, there was something in the stepping away that also afforded some time to process the things that the, like, enthusiasm of a new relationship probably blurred a little of the kind of time that I should have been spending to fully process 
trauma of end of marriage and divorce. And so there, I, the thing is, I have no, I am so grateful for everything having happened exactly as it had. And I also appreciate that like the things that end up presenting in 2022 are all a gift of a sequence of events that had to happen exactly as they did. And as much as I was proud of, you know, how strong I felt like I came out of divorce or how much was like, how much good was produced, uh, there still were things that hadn't been fully identified or examined as a result. There was a stumble and fall and the stumble and fall in and of itself, not a thing that I enjoy necessarily, but I do like the benefit that comes in diving in and having the space to really now investigate all of all of the things that I, you know, hadn't previously. So good came out of hard. I, I know we're short on time, but I do want to say, I feel like this is another podcast we could go into because the truth is that stumble and that fall was a result of forcing things. And now it's, oh, yeah. it's so awesome to so clearly see the difference between force versus flow. And when something doesn't feel right, when there's so much force, when you're having to work harder than feels comfortable, and I am all about hard work. There's no one that works harder than me, but there is a working harder, not smarter in a way that you are fighting and you are forcing, right? And that force, when something doesn't feel right, something's not right. That's a sign to step out of whatever that is. And we sometimes don't listen to that sign, that signal, right? Like you, you and I had talked about, you didn't listen and you kept going until God, the universe was like, crash, Dave, I'm going to crash you because now I'm going to reset you. If you're not going to reset yourself, I'm going to reset you. Now there's going to be pain, right? So whether it's chosen pain or not chosen pain, you didn't choose that pain. I didn't choose the pain. I chose the circumstance that led me to the pain, but I, we didn't choose it, but pain. And I want like, it is an invitation for growth. Like in yeah. this pain that I hated, right? I hated it at times. And that pain though, it produced a version of me and qualities in me and I, I don't give a shit in me type of an, like, honestly, I realized what mattered and what didn't. And it produced a version of me that I am more proud of now than I've ever been. Have I arrived? No. And like, again, am I going to mess up? Do I still? Yes, 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 and yes. But the reality is I see so clearly a full evolution of we were forced, 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 forced. We saw red flags. There were things that weren't right. We weren't going to stop them because it was so uncomfortable. The thought of changing seemed so painful. So we remained the same till God was like, nope, bam, I'm going to make you change. Because guess what? You got to feel this. You got to grow. And I, we, you and I both in that pain, could have chosen, and I have in my past before, we could have chosen to victim, and I felt it sometimes, and I was tempted, right? But like to keep putting one foot in front of the other, even when it did not make sense. There were so many days where I couldn't make sense of what was. I yeah. like didn't know if I wanted to talk to you, if I want, I, like I didn't, I didn't know up from down, high or low. And I was like, I just got to keep moving, right? And through that, it did produce characteristics, traits, growth in a way that I never could have imagined possible with me. And simultaneously on a separate track, I saw you going through something similar, right? Yep. Not knowing up from down, crying all the time, both of us. And yep. I wouldn't change it for the world. Wouldn't change it for the world. No, I like one of the biggest learnings in this, and I hate again that I got to learn everything the hardest freaking way I was trying to outrun the pain 
and the grief and the rejection of divorce, of things not working the way that I thought that they might, of the worry that without my relationship to Rachel or the work that we did together that on my own, I wasn't good enough or ready enough or worthy enough or qualified enough. And so I ran as fast as I freaking could to try and prove my worthiness. And I now only can see, man, it was force. It was force, not flow. And that force was a reflection of insecurity and a whole host of other things. And the fall I hate to fall, and I hate the fact that I'm human, but the fall was one of the best things of my life, probably saved my life. And so... It saved your life, but it also changed mine the other day, you know, like me feeling that I needed to force and valid, like prove my value. It, like, I remember, I mean, gosh, this is another podcast. You got you to gotta get to the airport. I got to go to the airport. <laughs> I think that you're fantastic. I, I love you, and I will uh, see you not terribly long from now. Uh, I, I appreciate... What's that? I said, hopefully, catch that flight. Yeah, I got to go catch that flight. Ladies and gentlemen, uh, we'll continue this conversation. Uh, the headline ends up being, you got to take care of you, even if it ends up coming at the expense of the comfort of the people that you love the most, most likely... It will not only produce the good that you need for yourself, but may in fact also create something magical in the person that you let down or create some discomfort for as well. Uh, thank you, Heidi Lynn. Appreciate you. You're welcome. Thank you. We'll see you next week on the Rise Together podcast. Rise Together is hosted by me, Dave Hollis. This show is edited by Andrew Weller with production support by Sterling Coates. Cameron Berkman is our executive producer. 